Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to another episode of Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Jason Shane from Shane Physiotherapy and back from his road trip, Dr. E. My road trip to nowhere. <laughs> you did go on a road trip. Well, I've been back for several weeks now. I, just, I know. Uh, Jason was sick one time and then we just couldn't get together for the last couple of episodes. So we're back. We are back together. And you know, it's nice. We, I, we had... Um, I had a nice Facebook message, which I shared with you uh, this morning from a listener who said he's a third year physio student in New Zealand, a Miles Lucas. So let's just shout out to him. And he said that he's really enjoyed our podcast. And what he even said is he said, I really enjoy your untold physio stories podcast with your colleague and friend. And I like that. Oh, nice. Wow. Someone's been listening. I know. <laughs> Someone's really been listening. Yeah. Because we've only been friends for this last uh, half of the season. Yeah, exactly. We had a little falling out, like the guys on, uh, what was that show? The two guys who, Mythbusters. You Remember you heard about the, I think we've oh, talked right, about yes. that, but, but they don't actually like each, we actually, Urs and I do like each other. We talk on the phone for outside. Real, yes. yes, for real. Um, you have a story that I have not heard before. Possibly, yeah. Possibly. Uh, I may have talked about this patient before in my blog in in some respects, but I never really gave her like how it all started. So there was a patient that I had seen um, a very, very, uh, she's a well-to-do, very well-adjusted, you know, very likable um, older lady. And she was, she was super fit when I first saw her. I remember I saw her maybe two, three times over the course of five years or so, always with very good results for kind of left hip pain and left low back pain. She'd always got better with uh, even pathoanatomical explanations and treatment. She always responded to repeated motions. She got better fast. Her husband got better fast. She referred a ton of patients to me because she was just super well connected in the area I used to work in. And she was really responsible for getting my business off the ground back before it was even my business and I ran it for someone else. So she always responded and responded and responded until one day she just did not respond. And, and it was strange because I, I talk about it a lot of times in, with clinical reasoning and in my seminars that anytime someone is a rapid responder, chances are the next time they see you, they have like the, the mental well-being and they have the, the health overall physically uh, and their nervous system is not particularly sensitized that you would think they would just always respond, especially with an insidious onset of pain. Would you not think that? Absolutely. And I was actually going to ask you a question. Do you remember what it was she didn't, re or what did she have? Do you remember what it was, like what you were treating? Yeah, it was low back pain and left hip pain. The same okay. thing it always was. It, it okay. was particularly bad, insidious onset. It might have come on, you know, from a plane trip or something like that. But I mean, overall, there was no mm -hmm. trauma. She responded to nothing. Manual therapy did not make her better. I remember trying and uh, I centered my business partner at the time. He tried, nothing really responded. It, it got to the point where I remember 
I was always probably seeing one of her friends and I'd seen her maybe mm. in the spring of, of one year and over an entire summer, I saw either one of her friends or a couple of her friends and they basically told me, Hey, mm. so-and-so is in so much pain. She's almost like a recluse now. Like she can't go outside. She can't even exercise. Wow. And this was someone again, who the first time I showed her planks for stabilization back when I used to prescribe a lot of stabilization exercises, she, mm. she might've been in like her late forties at the time. She was like, yeah. Uh, I can only do it 30 seconds. I saw her two two weeks later. She's like, I can hold it for four minutes now. <laughs> she was wow. just always super fit. And um, so, it, you know, it really bothered me that that she she couldn't even go outside. Like socially, she wasn't attending any more parties. She wasn't having parties. And then she came back in the fall. So I'd maybe not seen her for probably about four or five months. And I tried mm. like the same kind of manual therapies and stuff. And I decided, hey, look, this isn't going to work. I know you've always responded before. Obviously, this isn't working. And yeah. now that you can, you know, get out of the house again, let's just try a general conditioning program. And that's what she responded to. But really. So you don't, you don't know what it was. No. I mean, she had gone to tons of doctors, tons of neurologists, tons of specialists all over the place. And someone basically gave her eventually a diagnosis of um, Crips, which I didn't like because, you know, I'm trying to use pain science on her and she she was responsive to pain science in the past as long as she responded, you know, but when she didn't respond, she was always looking for something. Was it, you know, was it Lyme's disease? Was it whatever, you know? Sure. Um, and, but when she finally had a diagnosis, I think that she had something sh like concrete or structural to, to potentially get a treatment, you know, and, and she also got responded it. to ketamine injections, which she got. And I, I basically over the course of several years, um, got her getting less and less, less ketamine injections. Like they used to be every four weeks and it was every six weeks and it was every three months. But in, you know, I, I had to grade her exposure to just walking. I wanted to walk longer and longer. We just started general mm -hmm. strengthening. And the most important thing, and I think a lot of the, the pain science research with people with true central sensitization or nervous systems that kind of are always hyper alert and hyper vigilant this was true for them is that you could really only improve them in function, but she has pain every day of her life. Wow. And, and you know, the, the research backs up that the people who can accept that are the ones who will improve. And that is not an easy thing to accept. Like, how can you say, Hey, your nervous system is so overprotective, even though it's doing its job that you might have pain every day of your life, but you will, we'll get you doing things again, despite the pain. That's not an easy thing to accept. What you, Urson, I've had to have that talk. I'll save that for another story, but I've had to have that same talk before. It doesn't usually go well. <laughs> no, no, it, it never goes. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, you know, we'll talk about that. I'll save that for a story, but yeah, yeah, it doesn't necessarily go. Up. But this woman, did she get back to, like, did you see her in the months or years after? Did she get back to all of her old activities? Yeah, until I went cash based, I saw her fairly regularly, uh, at least maybe once a week or every other week. Like sometimes she even started responding to manual again. Like I would actually end up doing some trigger point stuff on her because she enjoyed it and she got better, you know? And then we would sure. just always finish up the session. We would start off with, hey, how you doing? And, you know, let's, mm -hmm. do you need anything? Is your hip tight? I would address that. And then we would just exercise. And I would eventually just progress her on her exercises and, so um, what's your takeaway from that patient? Because I'm listening, I'm thinking like it's a tough one because, you know, is it that? The, yeah, the, the takeaway is tough and I don't mean to interrupt you, but there was one other piece of the story that I always found fascinating is that 
she has these two daughters and they both live out of town and one of them's on the east coast one of them's on the west coast and mm-hmm. every time she visited the one on the west coast and i don't know if it was the california air or whatever mm-hmm. and like i said she loved her life here and she always said that too you know she's like i could always buy this stuff about you know stress and cortisol and all that if i didn't love my life if i just had no problems if i didn't love my husband so much and whatever but anytime she she went to the west coast she had no pain she always came back and said i have no pain every day i could do whatever Mm. i wanted and i would always try to you know rationalize that with her Well, what do you think that says i mean is it a thing you know if like your can your crips just go away when you're in california (laughs) and that's Uh, that's again not an easy thing to think no. maybe she just moved to california but i mean would the novelty of visiting her family there wear off you know i don't know if she yeah, got exactly. along with one daughter more than the other i never really asked that that's not a great thing to ask and and i'm sure you've heard before maybe this would be a good way to to finish the podcast without jumping but sometimes as physios and rehab professionals we work in a gray area i'm sure you've heard that before yeah for sure <laughs> and this sounds like it was a gray area that had a positive ending to the story yes i mean she was always still looking for answers but overall i mean i think she's just she remembers how bad it was and she's she is grateful every day that she got back to function but she's still looking for that answer you know as anyone would really i mean that's not an easy thing to accept let's save that because i have a good story for another podcast um that was good you've not told that story to to the listeners out there i mean ursa and i we Urson especially has treated probably thousands of people, I'm sure. And, you know, sometimes we have to think before this podcast because we, ha- we we have a lot of good stories. <laughs> have, have I told, this, told this before? This yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want to ask you, Urson, how can people follow you uh, if they want to find out more about you? Well, you can follow Modern Manual Therapy on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, if you subscribe via email to Modern Manual Therapy blog, which is at themanualtherapist.com. You'll get weekly updates because we blog every day. Check out all our products, seminars, um, and uh, other people's products, other physios and fitness-based products on edgemobilitysystem.com. And thanks to Updoc Media for hosting. Perfect. And uh, for myself, you can follow me, same thing, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, or YouTube under my my, uh, brand. (laughs) I forgot the word there, Shane Physiotherapy. And uh, you can go to my website, shanephysiotherapy.ca. And I was just thinking this podcast will probably come out early enough to say that you are going to be in Vancouver teaching a course in September of 2018. It will come out before that for sure. Yeah. So Jason and I are going to be So I'll out. be there. You'll be there. Um, we almost, on Saturday night, so it's a two-day course, we always go out and we always invite uh, participants if they want to join us. So for those of you who uh, maybe are in the area or nearby, um, look for it and you can message us. We'll, I suspect the course will get posted within the next few months here for people to sign up. Yes, and Urshan doesn't share sushi. <laughs> You'll find that out. That's an old story, but we might share it again. Yeah. It's a good one. All right, have a good day. Bye.